from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. As difficult and devastating as the coronavirus pandemic has been, it's also brought out the best in many credit union leaders. Take Tillery Durbin of 121 Financial Credit Union in Jacksonville, Florida. She was promoted to Business Services Director in April when the pandemic arrived alongside a crush of SBA Paycheck Protection Program loans. That's when the brutally long hours began. Durbin typically worked 13 to 16 hours a day processing PPP loans for 121's small business members and those at other institutions. Her goal? To help as many people as possible. Then there's Amber Ron, Culture and Organizational Development Manager for Blue Federal Credit Union in Cheyenne, Wyoming. She made it her mission to support employees struggling with remote work situations, homeschooling, anxiety, and in some cases financial distress as spouses lost their jobs. Ron organized multiple virtual events to engage staff and build camaraderie, including a weekly series of musical sessions featuring in-house talent. She's also helped many Blue Federal employees gain financial freedom with the Smart Dollar Financial Training Program, through which staff have eliminated more than $750,000 in debt and saved $250,000. Durbin and Ron are among 39 credit union leaders named as 2020 Credit Union Rockstars by Credit Union Magazine. Sponsored by Fiserv, the Credit Union Rockstars program recognizes outstanding credit union professionals and volunteers from a wide range of disciplines for their exceptional creativity, innovation, and passion. This episode highlights the exceptional efforts of Durbin and Ron to serve members and employees during this challenging time. We begin with Tillery Durbin. Can you tell me about your background and your role at 121 Financial Credit Union? So we are 121 Financial Credit Union, and the way we say it is, you know, 121, we are here to help give one-to-one service to all of our members. So I am the Director of Business Services over at the Credit Union. I have been with the Credit Union for seven and a half years now. I started as a teller at one of our branches, transferred to Business Services as an assistant, and have just continued to grow in that department, and I absolutely love helping members. Tell me about the businesses you serve. Do you serve certain industries? We serve our surrounding counties and territoried areas. And then we serve any business that is within our lending policy. We'll help nonprofits. We help clubs and associations. We help for-profits, LLCs. The only thing we are unfortunately not able to help are gas stations. You started your new role as business services director right before the pandemic hit. What was that like? It was fun and exciting. Um, I got promoted in April, you know, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And it was a whirlwind after that. Um, It was a very exciting thing. And then, you know, PPP rolled out and deferments for members rolled out. And it was just, I never got time to soak it in and have a good time with it. How did the pandemic affect the businesses you serve? Just like anywhere else, a lot of the places here, restaurants closed, bars were closed. A lot of the people, you know, limited seating, limited staffing, how many people you could serve in a day. So a lot of businesses had to evaluate how are you going to operate and what are you going to do? 
Luckily, a lot of them turned around. We went to takeout to go, door dashes. A lot of them, with the help of the PPP, were able to survive and make it through. You started offering PPP loans to your business members. Were you already involved in SBA lending? So we are an SBA lender. So we were one of those automatically approved lenders down here in Jacksonville. We are a credit union that offers the SBA 7A and the SBA 504 mortgage program. So like I said, we were automatically already feeded into that program when it rolled out. So we were one of the very first ones to pilot it. The credit union down in Northeast Florida District has actually been awarded multiple SBA awards for about the last five or six years. We are this year's 2020 top credit union in the North Florida District for uh, Jacksonville. It sounds like the SBA website wasn't always cracked up to be. How did you deal with that? It was not. It was not ready to take the volume that it had. And you know what? I just waited it out. You have to be patient. I started figuring it out that if you started doing it dinner time, six, seven o'clock at night, I would log in and I would realize the site would work a lot faster. And I think it's just because lenders nationwide were off of the site. So I decided during the day that I would prepare material and I would get ready. And then at night, I would work a lot on submitting loans and getting requests. So I would work 7 p.m. until midnight, one o'clock in the morning. I'd get up early before my kids would get up. I would do a few more And then by eight, nine o'clock, you kind of had to stop because lenders were coming back to work and they were coming back online and the system would kind of slow down. So after doing it for so many days and so many weeks, you just found the time frame that worked out best. And that's just how I got them all done was I figured out what was the best time frame and that's just the times that I decided to do them. You mentioned in your profile that you did 175 loans in one day. We did. When phase two rolled out, we were ready. So when phase one ended, we realized what information went on that website and we kind of made an Excel spreadsheet to help get those done faster. You know, we're not looking for all of this information. We could turn these over faster. And so again, I realized night shift was the best way to go. And so when it went live, everybody was trying to be on the site. Everybody was trying to key them in again. I waited till later that night and I just worked through the night. I went to bed at about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and was up at about 5 a.m. before everybody got up again and finished keying them in. So between myself and one other employee, we did complete 175 applications that we had in, in about one business day. And you were helping other organizations too? We were. um, So we served our members first. That was our priority was our members. We then went to a lot of nonprofits in our local community that we knew needed help. And then uh, when phase two rolled around, we actually offered it open to non-members. I contacted local friends that were lenders that said, hey, um, if you get a call or you get any of your members that can't get it, call me. I called local chambers and I called local CPAs and started asking if any of their clients hadn't gotten a loan and told them to have them apply with us. How many businesses did you assist with these loans? We did 518 paycheck protection loans. We saved over 4,000 jobs in our local community and we distributed $28.1 million in paycheck protection loans. Can you think of a business member that you helped? I know several that came to me and said, I would not have survived the pandemic without you, without this paycheck protection loan. I had lunch with one of my members yesterday and 
multiple times has she come to me and said, you will never understand how much I appreciated you. At 11 o'clock at night, I was calling her, trying to help her finish her application. I then called her the next day and got her loan approved and was talking to her about the next steps. And she says, you will never understand how much I appreciate you. And especially you talking to me at 11 o'clock at night. How did you keep your sanity during that time? I have a very wonderful family. Um, My husband completely understands what I do. My husband is so supportive in the whole thing. When paycheck protections rolled out, my husband understood the hours that I would have to put in. When phase two rolled out and we knew the date that it was going to go live, my husband actually took off from work to help with the children. I have three kids at home. So my husband completely understood. And without them, I would have never been able to do all of this. So you have a rock star family too. You know, if I win any awards for these PPPs, I got to give credit to my husband and my mom. How's it going there now? Are businesses recovering? We are. um, We are setting up for phase three down here in Jacksonville. They just did an announcement where restaurants, it's up to their discretion if they want to go to full capacity. And bars just reopened down here. So really, we're doing well down here. And you can definitely see it. A lot of our members are doing really well. What changes did you make during the pandemic that you'll keep going forward? I do think that a lot of your lending is going to be tightened up that you see in the future. I think a lot of loans that people would have done prior to the pandemic, they may not approve anymore, or they may put extra precautions on it, additional cash down, additional guarantors, shorter term. Um, So we didn't really change anything, but I do think that lending across the board and the standards and what you used to approve and not approve, I definitely think people are going to take a harder look at going forward. What's your outlook for 2021? You know, I've got a really, really big year to beat, not only with paycheck protection loans, but just lending in general. Like I said, we're a huge 504 lender down here in in Jacksonville and North Florida district. And we did so many 504s this year. I, I just closed my 14th 504 in the fiscal year for the SBA down here. So with the CARES Act payments, a lot of people went to buying I think with the pandemic, a lot of people saw that owning was better than, you know, trying to deal with the landlord. We have done so many loans down here. So, you know, 2021 is, I don't know what I'm going to do to try and (laughs) try and make it. I do think that it's going to continue. I think that a lot of people learned a lot of lessons. I think a lot of people learned credit unions were definitely the people to help them during the time of need with paycheck protection loans. I think that a lot of people are going to consider owning instead of renting because then you deal with a bank or a credit union and you don't have to talk to your landlord during a pandemic. What lessons did you learn from this time? Roll with the punches, you know, take it day by day. When we got sent home and I heard that we have a pandemic and that the economy was closing and places were closing, I mean, I knew it was going to affect the businesses, but You know, I thought I was going to sit at home and relax and then paycheck protections rolled out and there went my 18 hour days, there went my weekends. So I learned roll with the punches. I learned take every member as a case by case situation. You may have 50 restaurants, but every single one of them have their own concerns. They have their own issues and they have their own things that they need your help with. And you can't just put everybody in a box. Not everybody's going to fit in a box and that's going to work for them. You were nominated for SBA's Financial Services Advocate of the Year in North Florida and named a woman of influence by a local business magazine. 
What makes you successful? So I actually did win the Financial Advocate Award for the North Florida SBA District down here in Jacksonville. I was named that Women of Influence. I was nominated for that. You know, I, I really think that hard work and dedication is what I contribute to all of it. I love helping my members. I love helping see them. And I think just the hard work I put into it really makes me excited that it's paying off and that people see it. How are you staying healthy and positive during the pandemic? Just trying to see our members, you know, eat healthier, really and truly seeing our members happy. And like I said, talking to the one member yesterday about how I helped her, that's what keeps me happy during this. It's long hours, it's frustrating, people calling all the time. But when I get that feedback, when I get that, I wouldn't be here without you today. Thank you so much for calling me. That's what gives me joy. That's what I live and breathe for. And that's what makes me happy. We really are here to serve our members. And that is what I think we truly put first during this pandemic. Here is Amber Ron. Can you tell me about your background and your role at Blue Federal Credit Union? Sure. Um, Blue Federal Credit Union is my first credit union. Um, my first experience ever working in the financial industry. I actually, I tell people all the time, I never, never thought in my life I was going to be working for a credit union, but I landed here. And sometimes you just don't know what the best plans are for you. And I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. My background is kind of in looking at social psychology and, and motivation for people. And so I also have 16 years of experience working for a, an incredible summer camp up in Estes Park, Colorado. And given those two tracks, it has lended itself well to my culture piece here at Blue, at really looking at employee engagement and just kind of seeing people and where they're at and what can we do to make their experience better when they're here working each day. And so I often kind of look at the employees here at Blue as my members, and that's who I'm here to serve. Not that I'm not looking at the greater members for Blue, but if they're having a good time while they're at work, they're going to provide a great experience to our members as well. And so it kind of has a bit of a trickle-down effect. What's a typical day for you? A typical day for me um, involves kind of a, a fair amount of, of looking at what different programming we have related to culture um, and making sure that those things are getting launched or that they're um, keeping active, whether it be games for the employees or a philanthropic event that we're trying to put together to give back to the community. I also spend a fair amount of time training. Um, we work with all the onboarding and new hires um, that come aboard and creating a great experience for them. And then another large piece of my job is working with leadership development. So I spend a fair amount of time providing coaching training or education to our leaders to support them. And a lot of that focus comes to looking at, you know, what are we doing in terms of employee engagement and making sure we're setting up a great environment for our employees. And that may be coaching them on how to do a, a great one-on-one -on -one or how to role play a conversation that you need to have with an employee or something like that. So I wouldn't say that there's very much of a typical day. It's a lot of variety for sure in my role. The pandemic has been stressful for everyone. How do you help employees deal with their stress? You know, it's been interesting. I'm lucky, you know, having a background in health and wellness to have that lens on everything that I do. And so it was interesting for all of us when the pandemic first hit because we immediately got deployed home. And one of the major complaints that was coming from the employees was this new experience of having work in their living space and they were really struggling to move and get up and move their bodies and so normally we do a summer walking challenge um, every summer we went ahead and bumped that up 
and called it the Spring Fever Walking Challenge. And so we made sure everybody had their own fitness trackers and had managers speaking to their employees about the importance of getting up and moving your body and making sure you're having water throughout the day. We even scheduled company-wide a like 2 p.m. meeting every day that was about 20 minutes long. And they would turn in virtually and we would do some sort of exercise or dance party or whatever it may be. And it was nice because, you know, also it was an adjustment psychologically to not being around people where you could interact all day long. And so now finding these new ways to connect virtually, we we're very thankful that we had just a few months prior to Corona kind of launched Microsoft Teams and we're just kind of dabbling in this virtual communication. And so we're now all a little bit of experts on this virtual technology and how to build connection that way. But yeah, you know, talking to the employees, I think one of the most important things that we did for wellness for them was we launched a team that reached out and called every single one of them. And it was not a business call. It was a, we're just checking to see how are you doing? How are you thriving? What do you need? What's been hard about this transition? You know, we had some employees that went home and they were sitting on their like uncomfortable kitchen chair or like on a bench or something, even just ergonomically speaking, they weren't set up correctly. So we could have those conversations with them and find out what are the little tweaks or fixes that we can make to make your experience better as we kind of all ride this wave of Corona and figure out this new normal. We were very lucky to be able to kind of return to the office in June or July. We kind of slowly started to transition back in. We also live in a, a part of the country where winter is long here. So we want to take advantage of those summer months and really get out and enjoy. So one of the cool things that we did this summer, um, our marketing team had launched a, a Get Outside with Blue program. And um, so they were trying to get everybody to kind of take pictures and hashtag Get Outside with Blue. So we built upon that. And using kind of my summer camp experience, we created a Get Outside patch program. So the employees had a list of requirements where they could earn their get outside basics patch, their hiking patch, their camping patch, any of those sorts of things. And then they actually got like legit patches that were, you know, they can sew them on to something if they want to. And it was really fun. And then anybody that earned patches got to go into a drawing for some really cool prizes, like a two night stay at Jellystone Campground up in Estes Park or Yeti Cooler, just some of those fun things to do. But that's probably one of the wellness programs that I've done here that generated the most excitement and energy amongst the employees. They really had a good time with that. I mean, some of the requirements were really simple. Like for a get outside basics patch requirement, it was like, take your shoes off and walk barefoot in the grass. Take a nap when you go on your camping trip, things like that. So it was all stuff that was accessible to any level of fitness on our team. And yeah, they had a lot of fun with it. How did employees respond when you called them? At first, the, the team that was calling was the HR team. So um, there were a couple of phone calls where I would make and they, I think, were a little bit like, oh, what are you doing? Why are you calling their, your HR? Like maybe thinking they're in trouble, which that's not my side of HR anyhow. But I think that's one of the things I love about Blue the most is because they see their employees and realize that there's more going on in their life than just the function of their role. And they want to make sure that their people are thriving. So we just said that in the phone call. We want to make sure you're doing okay. Everybody's kind of adjusting to this new stress. So what is your experience like? We want to be in touch with that so that we can respond and offer support where it's needed. And based on the needs that they've expressed, we were able to respond. We had a food drive for some of our employees. We have an internal fund at our organization called the Angels Fund, and it's actually funded by our employees for employees if they've fallen on a tough time. So certainly we had some employees that, you know, had significant others that had lost a job, you know, or had that limited during this experience. So whatever we can do to support them, I think, when you ask, well, how did they respond? 
they just felt seen, right? You know, the, and, and during a time when there was so much chaos, that means a lot to just reach out and make that connection. And for them to know we're here, if you need something, please call us and we'll do what we can to support you. How do you have to change your approach to employee engagement when you have a remote workforce? Well, you have to be in touch with them and understand what their experience is like and what their concerns are. So my first step would be to have them talk to me about what has this transition been like for you? And what are you struggling with? You know, for several of our employees, myself included, it was not that you were just transitioning to home and that was a new office for many of us. We also had our children running around and you were having a meeting and then running upstairs and telling your team, hey, I've got to go do third grade math for about half an hour and then I'll be right back. Or I think it was also just giving people some grace, honestly, like even for myself, you know, I was down in my basement working and I would be leading a training or something virtually, which is a new adjustment. And then I would see my six-year-old daughter sneak in to the back of the room and then kind of want to like peek up into the screen. And one training in particular, I had to stop because she was insistent that she really needed a popsicle, even though I had educated her like, Annie, really, you can't do that right now. And, you know, it it ended up being a point of connection. It shows that I'm human. And so you kind of just extend that grace to those people, too, that they're not in their normal environment. So we're not going to have to have the same standards that we normally would have. We're going to have to kind of relax a little bit and just give grace. That's been the fun part about working remotely, seeing coworkers, pets and kids. Everybody had this like new set of coworkers because you've all got your pets and things like that. So we had a day where we said, hey, everybody send in your pictures of your favorite furry friend or whoever is hanging out with you, who's your new coworkers. And so on our internal website, we had a scrolling stream that day of all the new pets and their names and things like that. And we had a huge response. So employees love to like show off all their little furry friends. It was really cool. And you have weekly musical performances among staff? Yeah, we reached out to our staff. We have a few employees that I knew were musicians and I thought, oh, that might kind of brighten their day a little bit to just take a break for like 15 minutes. And we do it every Friday. We did a couple of rounds of things. We alternated on Fridays between doing either a musical interlude or we started doing um, a dad joke showdown. So we would have different employees get on and compete with dad jokes, which was really hilarious. But the musical interludes became really special because what happened is we started out with the musical artists that we knew amongst our employees and then others started coming out of the woodwork and little did I know but we have some classically trained pianists and um, we had someone that was classically trained in the Spanish guitar and so they would come on and do you know 15 or 20 minutes of whatever style they wanted to do they picked whatever selection it was going to be and it was virtual just like this over a, a virtual call and it was just really neat we had a huge response of employees that would tune in and watch and just be blown away by the talent. And it was neat because then in the chat, you saw like so much positivity, like flooding in to the people just, you know, thank you so much for this break during the day and just admiration for their talent. So it was just a very like uplifting experience for the whole team and a way to connect. And it was not work related. It was just, Hey, we just want to appreciate each other and enjoy each other. And so it was very special. Yeah. Can you tell me about your financial training program for employees? The employees approached our leadership about three years ago and said, I feel a little bit conflicted because we're guiding people through their financial path and their lives here when they come in to work with us. 
However, at the same time, at home, my own finances are in disarray, and this is what the employees were expressing. I wish we had some way to kind of educate or learn a little bit more about how to manage your own finances. So our leadership team went out and they selected the Smart Dollar Program for our employees. And so that's a free benefit to all of our employees that they can get in. And it's full of all these online tutorials, some really great speaking presentations. There's an app that helps them track their expenses. And then we also offer regular like lunch and learn sessions, like workshops on retirement or dumping debt or things like that. And so over two thirds of our staff are actively participating in the Smart Dollar Program and seeing some incredible success. We do like a regular kind of wellness survey in terms of their confidence with their finances and they're reporting increased confidence and less stress regarding how to manage their finances. And yeah, some really incredible stories. We just celebrated this last summer reaching the million dollar mark in terms of financial turnaround. So that means that our employees have paid off over three quarters of a million dollars in debt and added over a quarter million dollars to their savings. We've had some really super cool stories. Um, I know in the first nine months of the program, we had one woman who really just latched onto the program and followed it to a T. She paid off over $45,000 of debt in her first nine months. Smart Dollar also has a Smart Dollar Junior program for our children. And so a lot of our employees have adopted that so they can start creating some really great habits amongst their youngsters. So yeah, I tell people when the new hires or any of the employees that are interested in it, whether you have two cents in your account or you have $2 million in your account, there's something that can be learned from this program and, and help improve your financial education or your wellness. And so the employees really seem to appreciate it because I think working in this industry, you want to be knowledgeable and, and and feel like you're savvy with managing your money. And there's just certain people that have different levels of, of financial education. And so it's a need and, and that's something that we can very easily provide to them and make their experience better. What changes did you make in your area during the pandemic that you'll keep going forward? For me here at the organization, in a way it was odd. You would think that when we dispersed into deploying to our home locations that we would have been more disconnected than ever before. But I actually said that I, I've been here almost three years and I felt like the team was more connected than ever before because of all of those little moments of taking time to connect with each other in a less business related way. And so even as we've come back into the office, we're still doing all sorts of different activities and things like that. And it's not that we didn't do that before, but I feel like we're really seeing that the employees enjoy it and that they see that we value that sort of engagement and time with one another. So I think a lot of these little fun monthly activities and things like that will continue on. I know even with the music series that had been going one of the musicians has created a blue music society out of that. And now they're meeting maybe once a month to kind of have these little jam sessions or just share your knowledge about learning about different instruments. And so that's been a really cool opportunity. And then for about two thirds of our staff right now, we're getting ready to transition into our new uh, world headquarters. And so it'll be interesting to go from being all dispersed to now a lot of us being in um, one main building, central building together. And so we're very excited about that opportunity and what it's going to allow for our culture in terms of having that ability to connect. How's Clip Clop? Clip Clop is amazing. Honestly, how hilarious is that? That, you know, in this, this article that you guys sent to me that Clip Clop is published, like that's just so funny to me. But yeah, I'm a huge animal person and my family has horses and um, and then we also have this very special little donkey. So Clip Clop has been another huge component of the wellness program at my household. Um, he provides a lot of laughter and unconditional love and lots of snuggles and everybody should have a donkey, I think. 
Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play.